Hey there, Eagle Nation. Welcome to another episode of Podcasting with the Principal. I'm your principal, Mr. Paul Berry, and I'm so fortunate and lucky and excited. Excited. Oh, sorry. You can't talk until you're introduced. <sighs> you it. know the rule. Okay, everyone, here's Colin Blakely, the producer. Uh, Hi, Colin. I, st- I stepped all over my own introduction. How could I? How could I? How you doing? I, I'm... Really good. I'm extra good today. Why are we? Why are you extra good today? Well, you know, it's uh, you might say a return to form, a, a throwback episode. Say more. So, oh gosh, twenty was it twenty episodes ago now? Twenty one episodes. It was just two guys sitting in an abandoned storage room, recording a podcast, and now here we are again, just. Just the two of us. Just yep. I almost said just Dave and Colin, but <laughs> just Paul and Colin, <laughs> making an uncomfortable amount of eye contact. And uh, there is a lot of eye contact. Mm-hmm. I when Maurice is here, I feel like I do tend to look down or look at some notes. It, it would kind of seem rude to not be staring into those <laughs> blue blue eyes of the earth. So we're <laughs> while we're doing it. So here we are. Uh, it is another punchy Friday. It is, and I think this is like our, our third or fourth attempt at the podcast. <laughs> Again. <laughs> Again. And just so no one's worried, Mr. Maurice, our director of advancement, is not here, not because we asked him not to be. He, he's at. He's in a better place now. <laughs> he, he has some appointments he had to uh, get to. I think he had his, uh, his weekly mani-pedi oh, today. Oh, yeah. Yep. And he had to get so he had to get going. He had mm-hmm. to get rolling. French French tips, I think you said. Yeah, that's what he said. Yeah. He was talking color schemes, but I'm the wrong <laughs> guy to ask about colors. Uh so here's the thing. Hmm. You and I usually just kind of banter and go back and forth and and end up in the weeds. We rely on him to to really direct us. That's how it's turned out to be. That's how he became the director of advancement. He directs us into advancing, advancing the podcast. Exactly. <laughs> And now uh, we don't have that. So, ironically, you can hear I'm holding here. Uh, he <laughs> made this qu- quite an email. It's like a that's like a, a a sheet of paper with writing on both sides. And we, you and I, just kind of said, "Hey, should we should we do some potting today?" Mm-hmm. And next thing I know, in my in our inbox, you got one too. We yep. have an email of all the things that we should talk about. So even when he's not here, his ghost still lingers. Right. So. Uh, when we start to linger for too long, we just have to make sure that we go to the notes. So those of you out there who are really into the content, uh, I'm sorry. <laughs> those of you who really like the conversation, you're welcome. <laughs> here we are, and we're going to talk. Um, you know, we've been talking here for a while because we've had to do a couple restarts. Mm-hmm. And uh, we were talking about really the direction we wanted to go today. And I think we just landed on just going with the flow. Yeah. I think there's some talk of, I think we're going to potentially talk to Mr. Barry about his life. The first episode, not to harken back again, but the first episode was Mr. Barry asking me all about my life experiences. So it seemed fitting that 20 some episodes in, we (laughs) we would turn the tables. You know, and I keep dropping subtle indicators of, hey, you guys could like ask me questions. I don't know that they were as subtle as you thought oh. they were. <laughs> the listeners probably know that I've been dropping those, but I mean, it was it was a real effort to ignore all those not so subtle hints. Comments, but yeah, well, you ignored them very well. You know, speaking of hair, oh yes, that's right. There's no one to complain about our hair talk, right? And we actually have some very loyal listeners, don't we? 
Oh my gosh, yes. Yeah. So at the end of the last video, we put a call to action out there. We said, if you are a loyal listener and you listen to the very end of this episode that was pretty meandering. It was in the weeds. It was. We had a whopping two people. <laughs> well, technically three because two were together on one. But yes, three listeners who responded with the word hair. Letting us know that they listened all the way to the all end. All the way to the end. So we're just going to maybe uh, just give a shout out to Megan S. Yes. And also Elizabeth D. and Amy M. Thanks for being our loyal listeners. And to come back around to hair, I got a haircut. You did. It looks great. Yeah, I took a... It's it's all gone. It, it really is. Did you... Now, was it enough for Locks of Love? Was it that level of... No. Okay. No. It, it People did ask me if I donated, but uh, I do... I know this sounds silly, but I do have a stylist, Nina. She's my cousin, and so I go downtown. It's very swanky, um, but she was appalled when I walked in. <laughs> I had heard the rumors, Paul. <laughs> so it was like, again, it was all, you know, it was a mullet. It was like, you know, business in the front and hair hanging over the collar in the back. So, yeah, she took care of it, chopped it off, and mm-hmm. I feel I feel lighter. Yeah. I feel cooler, like temp cooler. But also you look cooler. I, I try. Like radical. I try. I knew that people had noticed then when that day in Carline there were lots of comments and people <laughs> yelling out the window, <laughs> You know, about time, Barry. So <laughs> they're probably listening to our podcast where you talk about how long your hair was, and then there you were. <laughs> or maybe that one hadn't come out yet. Uh I think it had. Oh no, that was maybe the day that I don't know. Uh, I, ca- I, don't I can't know. keep track, and I'm the person who releases. Who <laughs> puts it online? Well, we're doing these a lot more often than we. That's true. More than ever. Way more potting than we're used to. We've been casting up a storm. That's right. Should we talk about some of the things that Dave would like us to touch on before we get lost? You yeah, know, but, oh, yeah, go ahead. Oh, you know what? I didn't mean to interrupt, but we have new music. Oh, yes, yes. The artist who made that is Matt Wessel. Yeah, Matt Wessel, who is also the owner of Milwaukee Pretzel. Yeah, oh, those were the pretzels that were in those... Um, the gala. The gala boxes. Yeah, the gala party boxes. So if you remember, during the shutdown, we still went with our gala virtually. And we someone had, I wish I could remember, someone had this awesome idea of putting the gala box together. Uh, and we put wine in there. We put candy in there. I'm forgetting now. But one of the things was... The, the tumblers. Oh, the tumblers, mm-hmm. yes. Yep, and one was, was the pretzels. And the pretzels. And the pretzels were delicious. I actually didn't get to eat mine because <laughs> my kids rated it. Weren't th- were there also some cookies in there? Uh, yes, there was cookies honey from and Honey rye. and Rye. Oh, yep. I love Honey and Rye. So I mistakenly left it out on the counter that night after getting home from doing the, the gala. And in the morning, the, the cookies were gone. The pretzels were gone. Yeah. So my kids did tell me though that, that they were all delicious. Okay. Well, I will second that, <laughs> that they were really, really good. Because I I probably said this already, but we did the virtual gala at a studio in northern Twin Cities. And as soon as we were done, I raced home and watched the video. (laughs) I watched watched it over, and I had some wine, had the pretzel, uh, made Kate watch it all over again. So, anyways, that was a lot of fun. But thanks, Matt Wessel, for our our music. And I think... I love that song. Yeah, and he created it specifically for us. I think, I forget, Dave said... Uh, a mix of Shoop and what was oh you know that um, 
this is my guilty pleasure. What's that? Uh, Harry Styles, the watermelon. Oh song? yeah, watermelon sugar. Yeah, yeah. I, boy, I. Boy, we, do we sound like old men. <laughs> I you really, know, I the, re- like the kid from the One Direction. You know, <laughs> Harry, what's his face? I really regret bringing that up just now. <laughs> But I think those were the two songs, and somehow that created our new intro song. So maybe we'll pick another two songs. I know you and I are are lovers of uh, hip hop and yes. and R and B, and so most of the music that I would enjoy, we could not use <laughs> as that's true. So we'll just leave it there. But I do appreciate uh, when I'm out in Carline, Mr. Blakely. You're usually last mm-hmm. uh, when you're picking up the boys and you're bumping music that I can that I can move to. Nice, nice. I shouldn't say I can move to. I can awkwardly. Yeah, yeah, it's kind side of like to a, side. But I can't. I cannot claim to be any better of a dancer. <laughs> I do. Well, I don't know. We, we don't have to talk about dancing right now because <laughs> <laughs> I do. Actually, I, I do love dancing. And if you've ever been to a gala, yeah, you've I, seen it. I have. I have been. Yeah. Oh, anyways. Wait. So did I do my best, Dave Maurice? Now. Yeah, I want to. Well, I want to oh. hear the Dave Maurice. Okay, there, boys. Let's uh. <laughs> Let's keep this podcast going. That's my best Chicago. <laughs> Didka. Uh, I know. <laughs> so usually Dave's in the room rolling his eyes at us and asking us that I can now I can picture him listening to this at some point and just rolling his eyes in, in disappointment. S- somewhere he's uh somewhere he's on an errand and he doesn't know why, but his eyes just started to roll. <laughs> he like his his uh, sense was going off, his spidey sense. He can just hear it. Do you have Venmo, Mr. Blakely? I don't, actually. You don't I, have Venmo. I recently had to Venmo you some money, and I made. I had to have my wife do it. Cause I, I was she like, did. Yeah, Katie. She I'm d- like, Katie, Venmo Paul some money. Yeah, so thank you for and buying make, lunch for me. Make sure you put in the, in the thing that it's uh, for gambling debts. <laughs> well, now I feel like we have to talk about what it was for. <laughs> Uh, yeah, we can. Well, sh- well, shout out to uh, Kylie Siebold. Yes. Our fourth grade teacher, and she's getting married. Mm-hmm. And so we threw a, <laughs> this is this is par for course, but uh, we threw her a mini wedding party. Mm-hmm. And the teachers are so overwhelmed. We can talk about that later too, but teachers are doing so much. So I was like, listen, I got this. I can leave me cash or se- <laughs> send me money Venmo. I got this. I'll get something for her. So I did go and purchase stuff off her registry, which I found, uh, so I was proud of myself for that. But the only item that showed up in time for this quote-unquote party were barbecue tools. You know, I was in the office when they showed up, and Kathy and I were were looking. I'm going, what is Paul? What are these for? (laughs) Like, does Father know that Paul is purchasing, (laughs) like, barbecue tools and having them sent here? So, yes, congratulations to Kylie and Zach. I hope you enjoy your barbecue mm-hmm. set more to come yes yes for more sure. to come just but, didn't do it on yeah don't don't time. tell them though in case she hears this before before they come right i won't say anything i did i will admit to that i asked katie snee to bring home the gift and wrap otherwise it would have been construction paper and tape and mm-hmm. would have just yeah okay so so back to venmo yeah you you brought up venmo for a specific reason I did. Our, our friend eddie has a venmo now right eddie the eagle has Venmo. And if you don't know what Venmo is, and you're someone like Blakely who somehow does not have Venmo, it's basically a, a payment app mm-hmm. uh, where you can exchange payments. So if uh, you are raising money for a, a gift for someone, mm-hmm. or go out for drinks and you spot someone a few brewskis, or for whatever reason, 
you can pay and it's all online and it can be attached to a bank statement or a bank account but eddie now has one and here here's our thinking venmo and now i say this in front of blakely but most people have venmo and know what it is like like your wife Mm -hmm. Uh, and it's so easy to pay someone so here's the thing we got eddie venmo so uh marathon yep venmo pumpkin patch oh yeah venmo Paul Berry needs a haircut. <laughs> Venmo. <laughs> the Paul Berry haircut fund. It's I mean his 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 barber bills are I think six figures now to to maintain that due. You know what? I they're not cheap. It's not cheap. But anyway, so if you want to go and just th- throw money at OLP. Yeah. Which I'm sure people want to do. It, it you can find it on the Venmo app and it's at OLP dash Eddie. That's nice. at OLP dash Eddie. Eddie. So yeah, OLP Eddie. So he's got it and his pictures on there and everything. So we're hoping, and some of our communications have come out of late uh, regarding Marathon, that each student has a $100 goal. And then I sent out another email today. So there's been a lot of communication from mm-hmm. me. And from I, you. And I apologize for that. <laughs> and this one was long. Um, but one of the perks of being a principal is I get to watch our teachers uh, in the trenches of working with our students, and I get to see their their passion and their dedication. And I don't mean to sound like a broken record because I feel like I'm trying to say this all the time. I, I think I, what I really want people to understand is, especially because parents can't be in the building this year, and we've talked about this on, on the podcast, but I'm, I'm going to keep saying it, our teachers are just going above and beyond what they've ever been asked to do. So not only are we asking them for an excellent Catholic education, top of the line but we're also asking them now this year to go without lunch breaks we've cut specialist time we've put our specialists on carts our content teachers in the middle school are moving we're talking about spacing we're policing masking we're we're wings up our distance we're beaks closed uh trying to keep order there's so much going on that we're really focusing on keeping students and and faculty mentally healthy and that's that's a challenge. And Espe- you, especially given this staff. The, <laughs> Some I, of us weren't that healthy to begin with. I didn't I didn't say I didn't say <laughs> a thing. But in this email, which was long, so and I know that's that's easy to, to be done with uh, if it's, there's too many words. But I, I try to paint a picture of how amazing our staff is. And I know that our parents and our stakeholders know that because they email me mm-hmm. and they will say, your staff, thank you. Your staff is amazing. Thank you. This teacher is doing an incredible job. Thank you. And so I know the stakeholders uh, recognize that. Our parents recognize that. But one of the things that you know we're trying to do to lift spirits or to keep spirits high and to keep morale because it's hard to fix it when it's low right so when everyone's down it's really hard to be a cheerleader so it's easier to cheer when everyone's in in a great mood and good spirits and our, and our staff is so something that we do is joy cart the joy cart yeah and i think we mentioned this on the podcast before Did I? okay we should like keep a like a chalkboard or a whiteboard of all the things so I, I, I have one actually in my room at home. It it looks like one of those conspiracy theory, mm-hmm. like all the string mm-hmm. and, and push pins. Where's my picture? I keep that in a different room. <laughs> this is just a string going out the hall and down around the corner. <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. Uh, I just don't uh, want you in my bedroom. That's right. It. I won't. Okay. I won't ask any more questions. <laughs> um, What were we talking about? Joy cart. Joy cart. Yes. Joy on wheels. So, and this is selfish on my part too, because I really enjoyed 
doing this. Mm-hmm. So on Fridays, because because I don't plan ahead, I go to Cub that morning after drop off. Pastries and oranges, apples, chocolates, muffins, and coffee. Yes. And we put this all in a cart, and we go around sharing that joy with the teachers. And so we've done it for three weeks. And actually, we we bought this cart, this idea, last year, and we got to use it once before we closed down due to COVID. So we have brought that joy cart back. And every time I walk in or I, I say, hey, there's joy in the hallway, the teachers are so excited their appreciation level is so high and it just it brightens their day but the joy cart can be expensive so i reached out in this email and i said hey help help me if you can help me out throw some cash away some venmo play money there you go so they had our venmo but then it also had another link that if you don't do venmo like mr blakely Mm -hmm. that you can that you can donate that way too And, and you don't have to donate but i think it's a simple way to show support. Um, it'd be great to tell our teachers that the joy cart comes from our parents and comes from our community as a small token of, of appreciation. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, is there an option for us oldsters to like wire the money? Can we do like Western Union to the school or... Does that still exist? <laughs> I, I think so. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. Venmo is as easy as it gets. <laughs> There is a link on there, and then if you want to put cash or check in an envelope and just write joy on it mm-hmm. and send it to the office, uh, all is all is all is appreciated. But that's really the only money forms of payment yeah. I can think of. I know Wells Fargo does something. Co- do you use Wells Fargo? Uh, not for a while now. Congratulations. Yeah, thank you. But they have something called Zelle that I have no idea how they use. Oh, but it's another yeah, yeah. way it's like of the same kind of thing. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Or Apple Pay. I don't really know how they use Apple Pay. I just recently got one of those credit cards where you tap it on the thing. Me too. But I have never tapped it. I Have you tried it? <laughs> I, I have, and it's backfired a couple of times, so I've, I've avoided it. Now, is yours metal? Like, mine was metal. The card itself is made out of wow. metal. Yeah. Literally platinum. Well, pro- probably more like tin or something. <laughs> but No. No, mine, no. mine was plastic. Just pl- yeah, mine's like metal. Huh. Oh, speaking of, see, now here's my inner Dave Maurice coming out again. Speaking of giving shout-outs to our staff, we received an email that Dave was kind enough to print out for you there, Paul. Can you read that about uh, the bottom item there about uh, Miss Maria? You know, I will read this. Um, you, I think you and I are more focused without Dave here. I know. I feel very on. You know, it's like it's like when we don't have him to rag on, like we don't go off on those tangents. Right. Yeah, so this is item three that David, uh, David, Dave would <laughs> really like us to talk David. about. David. <laughs> are you being good? <laughs> uh, what's that book, David? No, did you ever read those books to your kids, David? I think it was called. Uh, those are great books. No, I, I don't think I have. Wonderful books. Okay, so w- another thing that we're doing here in recognition of our staff, so everyone, yeah, uh, is something that Cisco actually introduced uh, pre-COVID, and and we're trying to get it back again and get it going, is something called saintly service, where we so for in meetings. We do affirmations at the beginning of every meeting. Mm-hmm. We did one on the podcast one time. We did a lot. Of <laughs> that was the back padding podcast. Yeah, we did a lot of. Dave said that's the one. The one thing you don't do is affirm each other. Just affirm people outside the room. And I think we all went around and affirmed each other. Paul, that's a really great quote. I just want to affirm you in mm-hmm. that smart decision. Thank you. We like to affirm here. 
when I say we, I say me. But it's so nice when we get together. And we had one yesterday when we have staff meetings and people are, you know, people do things and sometimes don't know that people are watching. So that's an opportunity to say thank you to the staff for, for doing this or supporting me in that way or showing up when I needed your help or, or for in- implementing uh, this project or application. It's just really nice to recognize people when they think they might not be, you know, and I, yeah. right? Don't you like, to, you like to be affirmed? I mean, usually I'm worried that if people see me doing something, it's like picking my nose <laughs> or I don't realize that they can see me do it. So there yeah, has so good. There've been a few reports of that, but good. I, well, as long as they're affirming my technique or something, okay. yeah. But no, oh, maybe we should make this. I'm now I'm thinking on the fly a new segment, staff shoutouts or maybe saintly yeah. service. Saintly service, like the wordplay. Shoutouts. Okay, so here, so here it is. So we have saintly service. We introduced it at our meeting yesterday, and it's kind of like the uh, be like Mike Gatorade commercial that ran a few decades ago, right? So so people, even grown-ups, trying to be like Michael Jordan. I don't think we should be like Michael Jordan anymore, but that's the idea. So yeah. we want to be like our saints, right? We want to strive for greatness. And I think this month was St. Benedict. And I think he's known for his hospitality. That sounds right. And so what would happen is every staff member would have a card and they'd get like a sticker. Like, so I know kids like to do this, but so do adults. And every time you're recognized for being hospitable, mm-hmm. you get a sticker. Nice. So anyways. I, I, I have not received any. Oh. Yet. Well. <laughs> it's only been one day, but uh, <laughs> step it up out there, all you. Right. I went around with the joy card today. Oh. I'm not just, just saying. Did you, did you get any stickers? No. <sighs> That's okay. So anyways, our nomination for our saintly service staff member of the month goes to Miss Mrs. Maria Queenan. Miss Maria is amazing. She was working in ELP, mm-hmm. and due to numbers and COVID, we asked her to step up to first grade para. And her and Miss Z are quite the duo. They're they're amazing. But we got this email about Miss Maria. I'd like to read it to you. Absolutely. And this is why she she got the 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 win. I think. Go for it. All right. So here's a quote from the email about Miss Maria. I have a student in pre-K who, like most pre-K students, has needed a little coaxing to run up the stairs and into school these days when we as parents can't hold their hand and walk them in. Despite their best efforts, other faculty, sorry, Mr. Blakely, (laughs) have tried to escort our daughter into the building in the morning. Only Mrs. Maria has the magic touch. When our daughter sees Mrs. Maria, all of her doubts about the new school day seem to vanish and she goes running up the stairs. Not entirely sure what she does or how she does it, but to be able to make a five-year-old feel at ease when entering school on her own in the morning is truly the embodiment of offering incredible hospitality at OLP. Miss Maria is a gem. Yeah, she is pretty incredible. And I think what she's doing, all of our staff is doing in just in different times, rising to the occasion and, and bringing on new roles. I know you're out there, you know, Mr. Manahan and, and myself are out in the lower parking lot and it's so you know welcoming families and and having our students line up and then we have our our health screeners mrs shuckman's down there you know over from the church michaela swarthout and Anne marie stravela come over mm-hmm. uh, most days so yeah i mean talk about hus- you know being hospitable and welcoming our students i just feel very and i said this in the email today i feel very fortunate i'm very humbled to work with with you mr blakely and the rest of the staff because i think uh, we have truly something unique going on here and I don't just say that. I really, I'm really not just saying that. 
If I didn't like you, I'd say it. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you. Uh, you're also great. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Oh, it's so hard when we get genuine like this. I'm like, can, yeah, I, we can, can I just make a joke? Yeah. Yeah. I'm getting all flustered here. Yeah. Well, yeah. Make a joke. Well, thank you, Mr. Barry. Thank you. So here's the thing that we just nailed out everything that. Um, the whole list from the Dave. whole. Well, we might have shortened it. Well, you know what? We hit all the highlights. Yeah. Yeah, we did. We we did. So I feel good. We got his list out of the way. And now it's just time for Barry Blakely. Yeah, for the good stuff. The stuff that people really tune in for. <laughs> and now I feel like we've put ourselves on the spot. Oh, my gosh. So, Paul Barry, principal, bon vivant, <laughs> hair style guy, Paul Justice Barry. Okay, how much time do we have left? Because I feel like this is going on for a long time. Uh, Handsome glasses <laughs> wear. <laughs> so, now, now the tables are turned. It's time for you to answer some questions. Tell oh, us, okay. Mr. Yes. Barry, give us the story of how you ended up at OLP. How you got maybe ended up is a bad way to say it. How you got the privilege of getting to be our principal here at at OLP. Yeah, we do. We got another sixty minutes. Take us on a journey, thirty seconds or less. <laughs> uh, here, how I ended up at OLP. Uh, I feel truly blessed, and 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 this is this is the story behind that. My first teaching job was at St. John Vianney in South St. Paul, and I taught fifth grade there for eight years. It was a preschool through sixth grade school, one grade of each. How many students? Every class had anywhere from 10 to 15 kids. So that's a small school. Yeah. Wow. Uh, the, most, small. the most I had one year was maybe 15. Maybe 16 was like the most. Mm-hmm. 20, 21 years old, I get a job. Kathleen Gretham's my very first principal. I'm there for eight years, and I still talk to the staff from SJV. And I was there for eight years. Uh, year nine, they consolidated with another school just because numbers were so low. So they made a regional school, now known uh, Community of Saints, and some of those teachers oh, sure. are still are still there. I think Community of Saints, I think that's West St. Paul. And so I think mm-hmm. the building now has a charter in it, and the church is still there. One of my mentor teachers, Marge Milner, retired a couple years ago, and so we all went to Mass at St. John Vianney. It was awesome. Anyways, that school was like this school, size, mm-hmm. even a little bit smaller, and it was just in the middle of a neighborhood, and I loved that. You, you, know, you knew every student, and you knew every, every family by name. And then, because I, I wanted to focus more on math, and I wanted to be a little bit closer to home, I ended up at St. Hubert in Chanhassen, and I taught middle school math, mostly algebra and geometry, and then I was also the academic dean there. Yeah, and that's sort of what, I just from talking to you, I, I know a little bit of the story. That's kind of what led you to want to be a principal. Yeah, because that wasn't really in my, I didn't think that's what I was going to do or that I wanted to do that. I got a, through being the academic dean, which meant I, I worked with all the students with IEPs, 504s, or academic plans, but then behavior too. And I really got to know students and families in a different way, in a, an administrative way. It's really nice not being the person to, like I am now, make the last call or the last decision. Being second in charge is really nice. But I learned a lot in the six years that I was at St. Hubert, and my sister-in-law and her husband moved here from Chicago and they live on 54th and 13th. Oh, so just right down the block. Yeah, and they were going to church here. And I don't know if it was in the bulletin or something. My sister-in-law, Anne, 
called me and said, hey, you know, they're looking for a principal. You know, you should you should throw your hat in. I was in my EDS, which is a licensed principal program, Mm -hmm. K-12. So, yeah, I did it just to kind of see what would happen. And I came here for a few interviews and I really liked what I saw and the conversations I was having. And the best part is when I drove up, I remember thinking this place reminds me so much of St. John Vianney. It yeah. was small, middle of a neighborhood, yep. and very different than than Chanhassen. And so, yeah, I was just I was really excited about that. And so then I got my hopes up. You know, I, I really, really wanted the opportunity, and it was a long process. And I just kind of gave it up to God and said, uh, I'm willing to do whatever happens. And Father Ellis called me. I was at the cabin, and I think I did a backflip off the top <laughs> deck. <laughs> nice. Yeah, and, I'm, and now I'm here, and we're rolling, and we're just finished week three of year four. Year four. So, and we've had a few bumps in the road. Yeah. Well, this is a year unlike any, any other, other year. Yeah. Yep. Absolutely. So that's a, a really long answer. That's how I ended up here. And I would again, I I don't say th- I say this with authenticity that I love this job, and I you know I think I told you and the staff I don't love being a principal because there's get to make or dictate policy or procedure or enforcing rules. Like that's not even my strong suit. I just love working with people and students, knowing that the things that we're providing for them now, and this is what I tell my math students, like you don't need to know the quadratic formula or you don't need to know slope intercept form, but if you know how to solve, right? And if you can find different ways of solving a problem, and that's to me what math is, here's a problem, how can you solve it? That's that's true grit and work ethic and real life experience that you can't that you're not going to get uh, anywhere else. So, you know, that's that's why I love being here. It is not emails. It is not it's not angry parents or students or <laughs> handbooks or anything like that. That's for sure. I'm glad you said that about not needing to know the slope uh, <laughs> grip. What, what was what was that? Y equals MX plus B slope. Oh, of so course. Fun. Yeah. E yeah. equals MC C squared. Yeah. So, so wait, we, let's let's drill down a little bit on that math. What made you? Why math? Yeah. Why math? So, and I told this this to to the students last year. I was a horrible student. I was a horrible student in middle school. I was a bad student in high school. And I think one morning in college, not until my sophomore year, I woke up and I was like, "Yeah, I should do something." <laughs> and I hope my parents don't hear that. But I, I went to, I had, at the end of my sophomore year, I had to declare my major. I was thinking elementary education. I had to also declare a, a minor with that. And I was thinking history, social studies. And uh, my mentor said, what did you stink at in school? And I said, everything. He was like, no, what, what's something you really struggled with? And I said, math. And he said, you should be a math teacher. That should be your minor. And I said, for two reasons, no. I know all those classes start at 745. <laughs> uh-huh. And uh, two, I that I struggle. Like that's in math, that's where I would put my head in the sand and, and avoid as much as, as possible. That's the best advice I ever got. I get minored in math. Uh, anytime a student would say, I really don't get this, I don't understand, I had complete empathy for that student. Because I remember having math teachers who it came to them naturally and mm-hmm. weren't total utter disbelief when i didn't get something yeah and so that only made me want to not ask questions not participate and do exactly the bare minimum to get to get through so 
that's why I love teaching math because I totally understood the challenge and the uncertainty. And for whatever reason, math and reading is too, but math is like a marker of intelligence that we put on ourselves. Yeah. It's not, but for students, you know, are you in the high math? Are you in the low math? Are you, you know, how'd you do on this test or that test? How smart are you at math? Somehow has something to do with who you are as a person. I actually knew that story because I we had talked about that before. But on I, the podcast, no, oh. no, just just <laughs> in real life. But I, I kind of, I guess maybe I, I, I tease that out of you because I, uh, I felt like that's a very that's a very Paul Barry story. Hmm. That the thing that would uh, inspire that would be empathy. You are like one of the most empathetic people that I know. When you know, just from knowing you, from talking to you, like when you said that story, I was just like, that is Paul that you would want to do that. And I think to at least my observation is a large part of why you want to be a principal is that empathy for the student to know that struggle to be maybe emotionally close to it and to, um, to then carry that with you and to be that as your motivator. That that's very Paul Barry to me. Mm. Yeah. So. Thank you. Yeah. We just had a lot of eye contact too. I know. It was thanks. like we are like being <laughs> genuine and like uh I don't know. Thank you. You know and when I say this, I know my parents listen, so I want to be very careful, but my best friends came from elementary school and high school and college and I had great experiences, but academically in school, I don't know about you, but I just didn't find and I tend to use this word a lot, joy. Like I just didn't hmm. like being there. Like it was a countdown for me. I don't know about you, but like the first day of school was check it off <laughs> you know what i mean like i get to mea check it off and i just i don't want our students and of course we're there's always going to be some element to it but i just want to have yeah i want school to be fun a yeah. fun place to work a fun place to to learn right now it's kind of hard to be a fun place to learn when yeah. when we have to be you know so strict on masks and where are you and where are you going and do you need a bathroom break and all those things but yeah, your papers f- please <laughs> I, you know, I'm actually just the opposite. School has always come very naturally to me, except for math. <laughs> but <laughs> well, you and me both. Like I would, I was the kid who would like do his homework at the beginning of class mm-hmm. in those few minutes while everyone was unloading all their stuff and like still get all the questions right. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I, I've actually, I don't think I've ever said this before, but I actually find school very comforting. Mm-hmm. Sometimes, like I'll be walking around our school, and I can sort of like in the back of my head. I feel some of the same feels that I felt when I was a kid, which so. is great. Which yeah. is which is a great calling to this vocation of, of being here. So it's kind of that's funny. We're kind of at the different we, ends we, of the spectrum. We really are kind of opposites. That, <laughs> yeah, opposites that can get along. I was gonna say opposites that attract, but that's yeah. not that's not it though. In in friendly, yeah, platonic way. Platonic way. Platonic way. Yes. Oh. Yeah. So we're. <laughs> so wow, it's <laughs> a lot yeah. of. This is weird. <laughs> Uh, I feel oh, very focused. I know. What? Is, okay, boys, get back <laughs> on point there now. Uh, that kind of strayed a little bit at the end. All right. So, mm-hmm. we covered the professional. Tell me about how did you meet Kate? Yeah. Kate Barry, your wife. Yeah. Then we should just stop because then we're gonna start talking about <laughs> love and kids. Yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So Kate Wagenmaker, now Kate Barry. We went to the same grade school together. We went to Arley of Grace. Yes. What? I'm from Edina, and everyone's now mumbling cake eater. I hear it. But I grew up in Edina. Kate grew up in St. Louis Park. We lived exactly a mile apart. We For a while, we rode the bus together. We grew up at Our Lady of Grace Church together, going to church. And then we did a lot of youth group. You know, I, I mm. went to youth group 
starting in third grade through high school, the mission trips, the retreats, the ski trips, the whole nine. And I went to... (laughs) I went to St. Thomas Academy as well, and then she went to. <laughs> What's that? Speak, speak up a little bit. <laughs> I get so much guff about cake eater than going to St. Thomas Academy. <laughs> and she went to St. Louis Park, but we, you know, we still knew each other and and were, were great friends in into high school. And then we dated for almost two years in high school. Really? Yeah, I was very. I yes, I had a huge crush on her, and I think you know back then you would like actually ask a girl to go steady (laughs) Uh like will you go out with me can we be exclusive (laughs) yeah yeah exactly and Mm -hmm. she said yes and threw me for a loop and we (laughs) and we dated and then she's a uh she's a year older than me okay um and she was a senior and we're coming up on the summer and i remember saying to her because i was trying to be a gentleman right and i was like hey you're going to college she was going up to duluth you know i still i had my senior year i was like hey you know, maybe we should be single and you, you you don't have to worry about me and you can experience college. She was going up early to play volleyball, uh, et cetera, thinking Kate Wagenmaker would be like, no way, Paul Berry. <laughs> and then she, she literally was like, okay, good. Yeah, good. Sounds good. I think that's uh, good, which I don't blame her because, you know, she was going to go to college and go away. But I really thought she might want to, like, give it a shot. Mm-hmm. Uh, hindsight being 2020 or 2015, we took a seven-year break. Oh. Okay. And we we stayed in some contact with each other, but we took a seven-year break. And then actually, youth group, her working at a church, and me helping out and volunteering, maybe to see if I could hang out with her again. Ah. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. Then we ended up getting married in uh, 2007. Oh. Hey, wait. That's the same year I got married. Yeah. When's your anniversary? February 17th. Okay. So you've been married a little bit longer than me. Yeah. August 17th is when you got married. Yeah. Yeah. Weird. Yeah. Yeah. So we've known each other our whole, uh, most wow. of our lives. I had no idea that you'd known her that long. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So just, just one or two more questions okay. uh, oh. for this section. So yeah, people who are listening are like, wrap it up. Yep. Wrap so I'm just going to take my pen out here. <laughs> All right. Mother's maiden name and first pet. <laughs> also social security <laughs> number. Yeah. Right. And childhood phone number. I think that I think that's all the possible answers on here. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, you just went on. T- I don't know. I don't know what to say. Yeah, no. That was that was the joke. Was that they're all like answers to your password recovery <laughs> questions? I know. Oh, okay, I wasn't sure if you got the joke. No, I, was, I got it. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'm sorry. That's I'm okay. Sorry. So yes, and then you have Jack and Jane, your two your two lovely children. Yeah, and everyone's like, What's with what's with the Jays? But yeah, oh, we yeah. have we have Jack and Jane. Jack's actually John. So Jane is a popular name on both sides of the family. That's right. You have two is it two grandma Janes? Yeah, yeah. So my mother in law is Jane and then um I uh uh my dad's mom was Jane. Kate's middle name is Jane. I don't know, it just was a name that's popular sure and then john i have a uncle who is john who's my godfather and then there's several more johns on my side and then same thing on kate's side she has some jacks and uncle jack and so there you go that's yeah we're not we don't have anything with with jays but then we have a dog Mm -hmm. june june that's right another jay but because jack and jane were born in june they really wanted to call the dog june 
Okay. So now we have all these J's and Jack people. Jack and Jane and June and yeah, June. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, like you, I feel so fortunate to have Jack and Jane here. Jack's oh, a third sure. grader. Jane's a sixth grader. And, and yeah, we both have kids in the same class together. And Yeah, both of, both, both of your kids are in class with two of my kids. Yeah, which actually the probability of you being in class with a Blakely here is pretty high. <laughs> <laughs> if you're in five of the... <laughs> How many total classes do we have here? Was it like Nine, thirt- 13? Thirt- yeah, yeah, so five of 13. Yeah, that's pretty good. The likelihood is high. Oh, well, it's actually, we'd say f- likely at 50%. <laughs> so, yeah, as somebody who can who is a math teacher, what is the probability? Yeah. No, I won't make you do that. <laughs> I won't put you on the spot for that one. Easy math is a 50-50, but yeah. There you go. You know, I, on the subject of J names, I know a family, husband and wife, six kids, every single one of them, Name starts with a J. Really? And on purpose. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, so the parents met, they their names both started with J, and mm. then they had six kids and every single one is a J. Had name. a J. Yeah. Yeah. They're yeah, I mean families families do that. Which is cool. Yeah. I Got mean it's not it's not a competition or no. anything, but No. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah. I I, I feel like I'm a terrible interviewer. <laughs> No, you did great. Talk, there we go. talk words at us, Mr. Barry. Okay, um, how, let's how, transition. Yeah, let's transition. I think, it's about, I think it's about time to wrap it. What do we have? Uh, we're almost at 45 minutes right oh now. Oh, my so. gosh. Yeah. Are people still listening? Should we get do another <laughs> call to action? <laughs> I have all three people. All three people will say, we'll, we'll chime in. and. You know what? Let's not do a call to action yeah. in case they're not still listening. <laughs> And we don't feel bad that we only have three people listening at the very, very end. Well, you know, they probably represent all the other people who Wanted did to. listen. Yeah, yeah, they did. Yeah, so maybe they're in the car or they're out for a run. Mm-hmm. They just couldn't email us. They're just they're they're shy. Yeah, they're shy. They're, they don't want to be called out. Exactly. So here's the thing, Mr. Blakely. We were done with week three. Mm-hmm. Three weeks of school. Uh, we did another pod. Yes. We did all of Mr. Maurice's content. Yeah, we nailed it. We hearken back to uh, season one, episode one, where we talked about all the weird jobs that Mr. Blakely's had. Oh yeah, remember? Well, wasn't that? Yeah, that, that was, was episode a, one. I mean, that's that's a that's a that's a popular topic when you talk to me. I'll tell you all about <laughs> truck, any of them: bartending and truck driving and mm-hmm. all of them, all of them. So yeah, I, f- I think we've come full circle and we're ready to to call it a, call it a weekend. Oh, I bet. <laughs> for a second, I bet. we're we're back where we started. Let's burn this podcast down and walk away. I actually sold all the uh, podcast equipment. On, you know, uh, I wonder what those gentlemen were doing outside <laughs> in the hall waiting on us. They look impatient. <laughs> they do. They keep they keep staring in. Well, anyways, there we go. There's season two, episode three. Nice in the books. Thanks again, Mr. Blakely. I'm proud of us. I think we did well. I think we should feel good about this one. Thank you to all our listeners, and until next time, fly high.